Hey everyone, it is me, Lauren, your creative mentor, and today we are going to continue our month-long talk about um, just work stuff, you know, work stuff. We're kind of deep into our um, little hair curriculum I've got going on here, and uh, today I want to talk about relationships at your job you know we talked about jealousy last week and you know we talked about being hireable and so we're kind of like doing this thing on like how to kind of check yourself in the social ecosystem of like where you are and where you want to be and all of that stuff so um hi hello it's me lauren um, I always tell everyone if someone's going to give you advice about your career, your happiness, or your money, you should always vet who that person is, including me. So my name is Lauren Versino. You can Google me. It is all spelled exactly how it sounds. And um, just make sure I'm a person you want to listen to's advice and or emulate in any way before you just blindly take any advice from anyone, including me. So today, I just I just want to kind of dive right in, connecting to people that you work with. Um, I'm sure I've covered this a little bit before. However, something that's really important, if, if you're trying to be a, a career creative, and now at this point, you know, you've nailed your interview, you, you've had your portfolio kind of going, um, now you're just trying either contract work or you're hired in a company and you're just kind of seeing how you can grow from there. One of those things I want to kind of talk about is building relationships at work. And we talked a little bit about the politics game. And this, is, as this isn't necessarily to get you farther. This is to maintain where you are. And find out who you want to learn from and who you like and why you like them and all of that stuff. So I just kind of want to bring up the thought and or idea of looking for people at your job who can teach you and who that you enjoy spending time with. You know, like even though a lot of work is virtual these days, we spend 40 hours a week with all of the people that we work with. And we have a lot more in common with everyone, more so than I think a lot of us think we do. You know, we all work for the same organization or the same brand, or we do the same kinds of work at work, even if we're not necessarily personally interested in the same things, or we have the same things going on in our life as other people around us at work. Those are people you hang out with all day. And those are people that you're bouncing creative ideas off of all day. And those are people who might be older than you or more experienced than you who have watched the creative suite change over the last 10 years and have shortcuts and little tidbits and things like that or have brand equity in their head that they can teach you or that they know where something might be. This is what I mean by connecting to the people that you work with. One, it'll make your everyday life job a lot easier if you like your coworkers. And two, if you're just a sponge to like soak up information, which I think is a default a lot of creatives are. Now, translating that into a workplace situation for yourself can really benefit you. People don't really do that. And people who are managers notice when you are like that. I tell you what. <laughs> so, you know, there's a real opportunity here to 
get to know some people, you know, go to the company functions, go to the parties, go to the virtual happy hours. I know it's really easy as creatives to just kind of poo-poo that. It feels like the pep rally at school we didn't want to partake in or, you know, it feels like a lot more like drinking the corporate Kool-Aid. Like when you're new at working, let alone creative job working, like you have to just let that go for a little bit. And you have to ask yourself, are you fed a narrative on how you think about that? Or have you actually experienced that to the point where you're like, I've had enough of this? I would venture to say if you're new to working, you probably haven't really gone through all of that to know if you like it. I had that attitude when I started out eight years ago. I was like, company culture, corporate parties, blah, blah, blah. That's for like the old capitalist, not me. That's for the marketing director or, you know, the finance guy, not me. And then when I actually like grew up a bit and got a little bit older, I was like, well, why not? It's a free party. The company's paying for it. I know who these people are. It's not going to hurt to get to know them more. Like, why not just go and like see what happens? And then you meet people and you have stories with them. And you might have been somewhere when you created an inside joke. And you carry that for like a couple of years if you're staying at your company for a few years. And all of a sudden, then... As people come in and out or get promoted or whatever is going on, you know, they have a story with you and you have a story with them and and that's nice, you know? They don't have to be your best friend and you don't have to invite them over to your house for dinner, but like make an effort and get to know the people that you work with because eventually someone somewhere at some point is going to move on to a better opportunity for them whatever that criteria is, and everyone will be sad but happy that they're going for it, whatever. And then you have this person in your connections, and let's say a global pandemic comes up and we all get furloughed, but this this colleague works over here and they need more people and you need their help and, and you had that story, you know? This is kind of how all of that can circle back around, but it, it doesn't have to be this like fake and calculated interaction. And I think that's something that's really tricky for a lot of us to think about because essentially what I just described is networking. (laughs) But I think it's really difficult to think about it that way because when I hear networking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to this like job fair thing and I'm going to talk to people at booths who may or may not want to be there and I'm collecting their business card and blah, blah, blah. Like, I want something from them. What can I offer them? Do they want something from me? This feels like a transactional thing. And I, I'm just telling you, like, sure, it can add up to that. But at the end of the day, like all of that stuff is real. And, you know, if you still work for the job that you had through the pandemic like I do, I saw those people every single day through one of the more traumatic things we've all gone through as a company, as a group of people, as a culture, as Americans, you know, we were there every day online trying to figure out how to work. I saw them more than my family. I saw them more than my friends because I'm just, I'm at work online every day, virtually video calls. And, you know, there's that's worth something. 
you know, personally and professionally, that's worth something. And, you know, I can't tell you how many coworkers of mine were like, you know, we were colleagues at work and I didn't really hang out with them outside of work too much. But then after I left the job or they left the job, we became like really good friends. And, you know, I feel like we all hear this topic of like, it's really difficult to make new friends as an adult. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that's not true. Uh, Because it is. It is really difficult to make friends as an adult. And it's also really difficult to make friends as you see more and more success in your career. And maybe other people in your life are falling a little behind or getting a little ahead. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But what's really helpful as an adult is if you give people a chance at your job, especially if it's a creative job because you guys understand each other default that way and that's really nice and then when you leave or they leave or something else happens in your professional life or something that's who your friends end up being you can kind of let this wall come down after a while based on your own boundaries on who this person can be in your life and like a lot of the people I did, like I interviewed for the interview series, worked with me or managed me in some way. Or I grew up with and we started to do the same things. Like that's where a lot of my really deep creative connections anyway have come from. And so I really think to at least open your frame of mind to cultivating relationships at your jobs, wherever they are, and however long they are. You don't have to be there very long to have a memorable moment with someone that you work with. And it doesn't have to be forced, and it doesn't have to be fake, and you're not going to like everyone you meet, but it's going to count for something later, and it feels, honestly, it just feels really good when you get there. And like, they're, they're your backup. These are the people who someday you can have their back and they can have yours. And I also even say that for something that may be happening at work, you know. Um, I was in a situation at work once where, you know, something really like scary happened to me. And I didn't really know how I wanted to handle it or if I was overreacting or if something was going on that shouldn't be like, I just didn't know how to check myself because I was so caught off guard by this interaction I had. And so you, nothing feels better in the world than feeling like you can trust your coworker to be like, hey, you know, this happened. D- did something like this ever happen to you? Or, you know, this happened and I don't really know like how to deal with this. Like, what would you do if you were in my situation? What would, what would you do if you were me? <laughs> And them just like completely having your back and like, you know, going through a really tough situation together, like professionally or even sometimes personally, if you feel okay being vulnerable, that is worth its weight in gold at work, especially if you're marginalized in any way, whether you're a woman or a queer person. Being able to build that trust is not super common, but it does happen. And if you're lucky enough to have a team like that, or you're lucky enough to find a colleague like that, it's so great. And it is so cool. And it's also really nice to like, you know, maybe you're the fresh blood and you meet someone like me at your job who's been doing it for a minute and can recognize fresh blood when they see it. And they remember how like scary and chaotic it is. 
and remembering what I thought it was when I walked in, knowing it's not like that when I walk out. And just having someone there to be like, yo, I got a stupid question. Like, what is the shortcut key for this thing in InDesign? Or how do I get this like simple action to happen in Photoshop? But I can't like remember what it is. And having your colleague you can go to and be like, look, I know I look like an idiot. I feel like I sound like one. But like, how do I do this? And it's just no big thing. And they can tell you all about it. And it's great. That's all great to have backup like that. It's also really fun as a creative to have like people on your team who know how to talk to you to you in general as at the work being like, you know, I see what you were doing here with that idea. This idea is better though, but your thought sparked this thought which got us here, which is the better idea and like nobody's a loser and everyone is a winner. But like talking about work like that and not taking it personally and understanding what people like mean and learning about them in that regard like makes working way more creative and way more fun. And it can it can happen and it gets so much better when you just connect with your team and you're a little vulnerable every once in a while and and you just are open to it. And I feel like when we're new at working, that's really difficult to think about because you're in your own head and you're dealing with your imposter syndrome and you're trying to prove to yourself you deserve this job. Even though like you were hired and you went through all of that stuff, you're there is a part of you that's always going to be trying to prove yourself to yourself that you deserve to be here. And I, I don't even bother saying like, forget about that. You don't need to do that because that doesn't mean anything. You're going to do that. You're going to be in your head almost all of the time. So it would just really behoove you if you could get a little bit outside of your head and just like take a look around and take some stock at the people around you and who's interested in you and who wants to learn about you and who's complimenting you and who's curious about you and vice versa. Be all of those things about the people around you too. And if you hear someone with a similar hobby than you, as you like outside of work, like go ask them about it. People love to be asked about what they do and talk about themselves. Whenever I walk into a new office or whenever I would take on a new contract where I was in a different like ecosystem, I get in everyone's business. Like some people don't want you to and that's fine. But like people always joke I always know what's going on because I'm asking, hey, how long have you worked here? How long have you contracted here? Would you ever want to go full time? Oh, why not? Let Tell me more. I'm just curious about it. Oh, you're right. Getting, you're working on this and writing that. How's that going? What's going like? People love that. And I love to know what everyone's doing, not because I'm nosy and well, I am nosy, but it's not for any personal gain. It's just like, what's everyone working on? Why? Who are they? What makes them tick? Why do they like working here? I just I love those kinds of questions. And I just love to understand that and know. And, you know, when we're all creatives, there's so much to us in between the lines. And there's this weird balance of being at work or being a professional where like who people are, they they only can show up in certain kinds of glimmers and glamours that you can't just like full on be yourself every day at work unless you've been there for a hundred years and like you don't have imposter syndrome or you're not trying to prove yourself something like, you know, there's always something keeping us back, I believe. 
in this regard. And so, you know, if you're a green designer and this is kind of your first go around and just walk in there, own the room, take the temperature, invest in knowing the people that you work with because you're going to know them the rest of your life, even if you've only worked there for a blink of an eye. Trust me. I have reached out to and been reached out to by people I never would have thought were interested in anything I either had to offer or say. And like, then you have this huge network. And that's also why I'm like, get on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn, because that's also a great icebreaker, especially for people who work outside of your department. If you meet someone in real life, you shake a real hand, you have a dinner, someone does a lecture or a huddle or a meetup or a whatever it is, you know, go link them on LinkedIn, go connect with them, send them a message always, don't cold LinkedIn people. Send them a message always. Hey, I loved that thing you said. Or, oh, it was nice to meet you today. Excited to continue to work together. Oh, I loved your work when you did this thing. Da, 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 da. Because it's it's truly like the least you could do. And you never know. Again, you, you never, ever know. This even goes for your classmates. You never know where anyone's going to land. Because guess what? They don't know either. I don't know. So, you know, it's a journey for everyone and everyone finds the things that they like and the things that they do and the creativity they take to work and the creativity they keep to themselves and the balance of all of that stuff, yada, yada, yada. Just connect to the people that you work with. It's going to save you someday. It's saved me a couple of times. And, and honestly, sometimes I wake up still and I, I can't believe the people I'm connected to and know. And, it, and it's because it comes from this genuine place, at least for me. I genuinely just want to talk to people and anyone I'm connected with, I'm genuinely curious and interested in like what they're doing. And uh, again, I, I always felt like networking was this like weird, gross, like American psycho business card exchange thing. And it's not. It, it's something that happens when you're not paying attention. And that's great. And the best thing you can do is just find how to be in the right place at the right time. The parties, the functions, the birthdays, all of that stuff. And it'll get tedious a little bit sometimes because... It always does. And when it gets tedious, you're taking it for granted, which realizing that is good. Not realizing that is not that great. But, you know, when you're taking something for granted, it's because you're good at it and you're comfortable and, and, you know, you're, you're true in the moment. So (laughs) I, I don't know, but that's kind of the, the main thing of just connecting to people. I think when we're in business, Business and creativity is a weird thing and it's inevitable when you do it for a profession because doing a profession and working in capitalism and exchanging goods and services for money is always professional business and art and design and writing and creativity don't they can translate to that, but they're not that. Like, I've never viewed being creative as professional or a business. But I also feel like the deeper I go into this, like, rabbit hole, the more businessy and commodified and monetized it all gets. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing because it goes back to this question I always pose what influences culture? 
Because I think at the end of the day, no matter what kind of creative you are, you're interested in other voices because of what they're saying. And what people are saying influences how we're all feeling and taking in the world. And that is ostensibly what culture is. So if you're being a professional creative or artist, what are you saying or how are you using your talents to say something? And if you're using it in some kind of advertising or something, are ads and their collaboration with money and things like that, is that moving the needle of culture? Are art gallerists and fashion moving culture? Who sells the art? Who sells the fashion? Who markets the art? Who markets the fashion? How do you tell that story for business versus what the story is saying as the original work? It's all kind of woven together in this strange place. And so it's very weird to read between the lines and all of that stuff. And I think that's why I'm so fascinated and why everybody does what they do and why I always constantly, especially through this podcast, try to articulate how and why creatives do what they do. And if you're on a pathway to be a successful creative, whether that's monetarily or it's for recognition in some way or it's for landing a goal of some kind, selling your original work, your voice, what you have to say, or helping a company or brand spend its money to say something too but also sell a good like I don't know I don't know where the lines are in any of that but they're in there messing around so (laughs) I feel like in a way whether people know it or not that's what a lot of creatives are exploring and why the ones who choose to be professionals are either really good at that or they're really like pointed in how they are speaking that way in their work, for their work, is there a difference? I don't know. But that, like, the people you work with and the people you can network with and the people who are sitting next to you at your desk or on the virtual call in the grid with you are all the same in that way. We can all relate to at least understanding why you would wonder this question. And that, like, who else are you going to find? How else are you going to find people who want to talk like that? I don't know, (laughs) just short of going to like art organizations or whatever is local to you, which is great. Go there too. But like for me at the end of the day, I think that's why I connect to my coworkers and some of them are more cerebral than others. But at the end of the day, we all do the same work and we have to work together to get the work done. And I think that's also why those relationships stick when they leave or when I leave, because we're grounded in the same reality and we're working in the same gray area and we we have our own creativity and we grew up in this, in our own kind of schooling scenario and found each other either before or after a certain point. And I don't know, it just gets more abstract. <laughs> the deeper you go. So I'm just telling you, if you're fresh out of school and you're at your job now and you're kind of getting the ropes and you're getting ready to start looking 
do I, is it time to negotiate a raise? Do I have enough work now from here to go somewhere better? You know, does my new coworker offer something? Does this contractor have an interesting scenario I can learn from? All of these questions are great to ask in your mind about the people around you and get to know them better. But, you know, we're all, <laughs> we're all on this journey and I don't really know where to go from there. But I, I was writing about that question, you know, what does advertising move the culture? Does art move the culture? Does it matter? Are they the same? Are they different? The answer is yes, in different capacities. But um, it's the people around you at work are going to be the ones who want to sit and entertain that question with you for the 20 minutes in between working you find them in or the lifetime of friendship you garner with them when you talk to them every single day on discord while you're all working at the creative work that you do and you just never know where it's going to come from just like a lot of things in the creative business you never know where it's going to come from. You never know where your path is going to go. You never know what lesson you're going to take from what scenario. You never know who you're going to meet, what you're going to love, what you think you love and you learn maybe you don't. You never know where it's going to come from, which is why I constantly say, do what you would be doing anyway, because the rest of it finds you in some capacity, in some way. And the more you push forward and you can articulate what is it you do, you can find your people around you through your coworkers and other creatives and friendships and relationships that you keep. And even, you know, pushing forward and just gaining more of a voice and more confidence. Confidence is everything. I deserve this. I accept this. I can do this. I will do this. I am good at this. All of those are so key to keep pushing forward. So the more time that passes, the better that gets. I tell you what, you know, I've been doing this eight on nine years and there's a lot of interesting things happening in the world. A lot of great things have come to me from this podcast and the people I know who are interested in what like listening to me now. I never thought I would have turned into this, but there's so much rich value in all of it. Get to know the people around you. Cultivate relationships. Figure that out. Be curious about it because it will help you somewhere. Whether it's in philosophical thought, connections for work, connections for a job, growing you as a designer, it's all going to help you if you just open up to it. So that uh, was a little more emotional than I meant for it to be. (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's how that works and it took me a long time to be comfortable with that so you know it took me maybe two three jobs to be okay with the ecosystem and open up and get nosy and learn everyone and remember everyone and be on to meet them that's a whole other thing that's tricky sometimes and can be exhausting but just do it dude (laughs) it will help it will help I promise so that is really the main gist of this week um next week I'll give a little more um context for commanding the room kind of like a a better way to kind of walk into a room get people's attention on you especially if you have like a pitch or or a bid you're doing for a job or something where you need to like speak 
about something um we'll kind of go through tips and tricks for that stuff because now you've done the work a little bit and now you gotta bring it in front of people um or you're getting more responsibility as the new guy and they're testing you on holding your own we'll kind of walk through tips on all of that stuff so that'll be next week uh in the meantime of course check out the tiktok always clips trip tricks clips um, you know, stitches and duets, you know, it's a source page. There's a lot of good information flying around right now. I'm copying it all there for all of you to find. So the creative mentor on TikTok, check out the creative mentor Patreon. You don't have to subscribe though. If you do, you do get cool things, but all of the stuff for the podcast is there. The videos, the audio, $2 a month gets you these episodes a week in advance. And $7 a month gives you my workbook, which covers all of the topics that we talk about for the month. And it's a workbook that is interactive. You can write in it when I ask you questions. There are checklists in there. There are links in there. All the resources are in there for you, as well as the Patreon page. So if you're interested in any of the things I ever talk about and you want just like a condensed resource guide for it, that's really the meat and potatoes of paying for the Patreon. Otherwise, again, everything is available publicly for free over there. It's the hub. Uh, you can also check out my website, laurenversino.com, for all of those resources, too, if you're finding it troublesome to find anything. And um, again, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Again, my name is Lauren Versino. Always send me a message. I love hearing from you guys. Whether you find my email or you just message me on LinkedIn, I love hearing from you. This is for you. If you got questions, I've got answers. I've got time to respond. I asked for it. So <laughs> go check all of that stuff out. And again, I will talk to you all next week.